everyone before we get into the episode this is actually a special episode um this month for my birthday i'm actually trying to raise thirty-three thousand dollars for brighter children brighter children is an amazing nonprofit that raises money uh, to help kids in impoverished areas all over the world uh, get access to education get access to books and uh for a lot of things that you and I take for granted, a lot of these kids really need our help so that they can get access to things that we got as kids. So donate a few dollars. It actually goes a really long way. We're doing this for the month of April. And you can donate by just going to bit.ly forward slash help children now. That's bit.ly forward slash help children now. Again, thanks a lot for helping and listening and uh, on to the program. everyone so saturday night here in the bay area a little late at night just enjoying a nice ipa and uh reading through uh some new books new books for me but rather old books on technology and uh, the adoption of it and i thought it'd be a good time to uh you know read through one of the articles that i published a few uh, months ago that people seem to like and uh, asked if i could possibly record it so here it is so the article is uh, the third wave, essentially how big tech, healthcare, and uh, the internet of everything really comes together. And we start with a quote by Alvin Toffler, who said, change, change is the process by which the future invades our lives. See, death and survival, they're, they're natural phenomenon when it comes to evolution. And it's not that much different when it comes to technology. Now, last uh, few months, we've been seeing something very interesting, and we noted this uh, especially at the uh, annual J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference, uh, which is big tech. And by we, I mean the market, you, myself, your peers, my peers, because it seems that we're seeing more of Google and Amazon Web Services and other big tech companies having a presence. Um, and we saw that at the J.P. Morgan conference. And so we really officially entered a period where we will see tech companies enter heavily regulated public sectors. Sectors such as education, food, energy, transportation. Um, and the most interesting of those uh, heavily regulated public sectors, at least for me, is, is healthcare. And this is really the beginning of the first wave. first transformation. Now, Alvin Toffler was the first to, to write about a coming of a global transformation, and he described three waves of changes. The first wave of humanity was uh, the settled agricultural society that was dominant for thousands of years. The second wave was the post-industrial revolution world, uh, where mass production and distribution transformed how people lived. And the third wave was the information age. 
simply put, an electronic global village, something that um, Marshall McLuhan, the man who said the medium is the message, talked about, where people could access an endless array of services and information, uh, participate in a very interactive world, and build a community based not on geography, but common interests. And we're seeing that most especially today with social media. Now, Toffler really predicted the world as we know it today. Then decades later, a catalyst helped society take a liberated step into a very electrifying future, and that catalyst was America Online. If you took Google, Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram and combined them into one colossal tech giant, you have AOL. And AOL co-founder Steve Case was really inspired by Toffler's vision and wanted it to be a part of building that third wave. So he wrote a new version of the book a few years ago to describe the waves of technology since the birth of computers, as well as forecast our generation's third wave. The third wave most definitely is taking form and it's barreling toward the beachhead of healthcare. The first wave. The first wave of the internet was all about building the infrastructure and foundation for an online world. And here were the major players. Cisco Systems, Sprint, HP, Sun Microsystems, Microsoft, Apple, IBM, and AOL. These companies developed the hardware, the software, and the networks people needed to connect to the internet and to one another. This was the birth of the information superhighway into case these companies were the on-ramps. This is the group of online pioneers that really was up against it all. They had to haggle to reduce the cost of getting people connected, uh, which was very expensive at the time. They had to get, uh, get and beg personal computer manufacturers to consider making their computers with built-in modems. They had to work with each other to form partnerships and influence policies. And then they had to fight literally for everything tooth and nail. And what was sacrificed gave the next generation of innovators a rich foundation to build on top of. The second wave. The second wave of the internet began at the death of the Y2K scare and the birth of the 2000s. As in nature, this also saw the first internet extinction event, which was the dot-com bubble burst. The death of many dot-com startups and investments was in sacrifice to something greater. Those that survived, adapted, and evolved enough to prime the next evolution of the internet innovations that would add enormous momentum to the second wave. Now the second wave was about catching the momentum generated from the first wave. And unlike its predecessor, the second wave didn't require much fighting to establish policy, nor didn't need much uh, seeking of partnerships and developing the perseverance for a long sales cycle and adoption. There was plenty of investment to go around and not as much competition at the moment, at least good competition. Plus, you could literally create a minimally viable product, launch it into the market, and see if it gets any traction, or I guess in, in our case, you can say catch a wave. Now, of course, that also meant a rush of many, many that tried to ride the second wave. Um, a lot of great companies, but definitely a lot of bad ones. But it drew an even more finer and distinct line between what was great and what was mediocre. Now, the companies that emerged added efficiency to the internet and helped take the average person online. Now, 
here are an here's a list of some of those players that helped the internet uh, come into our everyday lives. Uh, companies like Amazon, YouTube, uh, some of you rec remember Second Life, Pin Pinterest, Chat Roulette, BuzzFeed, Netflix, MySpace, Google, Facebook, Twitter, eBay, Priceline, Reddit. You know, so when we look at these companies, Google, Google made it easier to explore the infinite volume of information online. Amazon and eBay took the local corner store online. And then this is also when social media and social network was really conceived and took off. And with search engines organizing all information, social networks helped society to organize itself. This was even more accelerated with the introduction of smartphones, such as Apple's iPhone and Google's Android. And uh, a perfect case example of this is seeing the user, um, user adoption and user numbers of Facebook absolutely skyrocket and hockey stick the moment smartphones were introduced. The thing about mobile is that it added a deep dynamic element that gave the second wave such power that nobody really anticipated. And this is when software as a service really took off and features of larger social networks were conceived. Great examples would be like Instagram, even Twitter. And one thing I want to remind people is, remember when Twitter first came out and they first launched and people said, you know, who really cares about what I'm doing or thinking at this moment? Who, who cares that I'm eating a sandwich? Well, apparently a lot of people. Today, Twitter has a market cap of over $22 billion. And other companies emerged afterwards, such as Waze, Groupon, Netflix, you know, and these companies, they all shared two very interesting characteristics. Number one, they're infinitely scalable. And number two, they're infinitely replicable. This was taking the industrial age of mass manufactured goods and introduced the concept of infinity. The second wave is now starting to burst something new though. With the scale of the internet and accessibility, the te technological age that's really permeated all areas of life is starting to emerge. Now, since the internet makes everything infinitely replicable, at scale and infinitely scalable, our smart devices really have become portals for the internet to reach through the screen into our physical world. If you are, you know, not driving, if you're if you're sitting down and listening to this on your your smartphone, I want you to look down at the screen. That screen behind it are millions of companies, millions of people trying to break through the noise and get through that tiny little portal to get in front of you and show you something. Our homes, our workplaces, vehicles, look around you, have all become technological doorways into the real, real world. It is now a ubiquitous force that is integrating pretty much into everything that we do. And if you don't believe me, look back down at your phone, this phone has become a second brain to you because you can't remember everything. Your brain has limited uh, space. It's got, it's a hard drive, it's limited memory. The phone though, for the most part, can be infinite. And if you don't believe the power in, this, in, in the thing that you have in your hand right now, let me ask you this question. The next time you go to the store 
and let's say you go to the store in a very nice neighborhood with a low crime rate, you know, nothing to worry about, and you leave your phone, let's just say not on the seat of the car, but at the on the floor of your car, and you leave your car unlocked. What are you more worried about? The car being stolen or your phone? So as I mentioned before, this is a force that really just busted through and it's integrated into everything we do. And this door can never be closed. It, you can even say that the force of the second wave pretty much ripped that door off its hinges. And this is when the third wave arrives. The third wave. The third wave is an era when the internet has infinitely expanded to be so vast that it no longer belongs to internet companies. The garden becomes nature when it grows out of the walls of its confines. And what was once controlled and walled off now engulfs the very thing that it is confined, that used to confine it. It was the nature-like world of the internet confined within the walled garden that is the computer and you can say the smartphone. But now, now it's expanded outside of its hardware and it's approaching ubiquity. And in my eyes, for those of you who know futurist Ray Kurzweil who wrote uh, the book, um, The Singularity is Near. The singularity is slowly becoming reality where these super intelligent creations abruptly trigger runaway, runaway technological growth, resulting in pretty much unfathomable changes to human, human civilization. AKA, we will not be able to tell where reality ends and the technological world begins because it's all becoming the same thing. And this is an era that demands that products require the internet, even if the internet doesn't define them. And to exist makes it necessary to have some interaction with a new technological ecosystem. Saying something that is uh, internet enabled, it's almost a saying that something is electricity enabled. So we've left the age of internet of things and we've now entered the era of the internet of everything. The beachhead of healthcare. Healthcare is begging for disruption. And to give you an idea, the healthcare system makes up about 18% of our economy's expenditures and with about a trillion dollar market. And big tech wants a part of it. And to really to put that in perspective, if we say that the government has $5 to spend, more or less every dollar of that $5 is being put towards healthcare, maybe even more at this point. So for instance, Amazon recently entered a pharmaceutical distribution uh, sector with its acquisition of PillPack. And meanwhile, Google, Google increased its stake in health insurance uh, by putting more money towards Oscar Health to 10% with its recent $375 million investment. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Google's life sciences arm barely raised close to a billion dollars in funding. And, and just to correct myself, or co just to make sure that you, th you heard it correctly, I said billion with a B. Due to its inability for infinite scale and repli uh, replicability, the second wave transferred an unstoppable amount of momentum to the third wave. 
Healthcare's beachhead is in the path of the third wave's barreling force. And despite the increasing momentum from technology waves, most current healthcare companies are rooted in the past. Healthcare is barely applying technological innovation that already exists, let alone developing new forms. The culture of medicine stems from that, one that is actually very skeptical and rightfully so, and conservative and steadfast. And it isn't surprising to me that this culture also influenced its very own industry. But that's all set to change due to the third wave. Surviving and thriving in the third wave world. Now, this age becomes a bridge for entrepreneurs to disrupt heavily regulated public sectors. Again, healthcare, agriculture, transportation, education. Now, Steve Case points to the playbook of the first wave companies that third wave companies and entrepreneurs and startups really must utilize. And very much like the th first wave, the barriers to entry are enormous. Skepticism is very high and the new ecosystem is very young. Now, this made partnerships a necessity in order to survive and thrive at scale. So symbiotic relationships, just like in nature, exist when the ecosystem is too harsh for any organism to survive on its own. So three things that we're gonna see in this very violent and liberated step into the internet of everything are, number one, the internet is soon going to permeate everything on earth. Number two, to thrive in a third world, you have to embrace disruption and number three success will rely on the cooperation with second wave incumbents this last wave will be shaped by the internet of things in which connection is unlimited and then we are going to become the inter the internet of everything a key survival is embracing big sudden changes and even disrupting yourself as a startup and as an entrepreneur to make it into a third wave wave world now, this is what uh, author of uh, most recently uh, the book called Skin of the Game, uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb spoke about. Um, and he spoke about it also in Anti-Fragile, which is over half a decade ago. The winners of tomorrow must partner with the winners of yesterday. And to me, this, this is really Darwinism at its finest.